2: that means they know what it takes to help you personalize your policies for your small business needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.
0: Hi, everyone. This is Pivot from the Vox Media Podcast Network. I'm Kara Swisher.
1: Do you expect me to talk, Mr. Bond? No, (laughs) I expect superior absorption, not that single-ply bullshit bounty. (laughs) (laughs) That's the big story.
0: It is. We'll be talking about that story. That's Jeff Bezos is buying MGM and that includes James Bond. can't talk about it now. The actual answer is I expect you to die, Mr. Galloway. I expect you to die. I expect you to die. And then it proceeds to tell you his whole plan, to how to kill him, and then James Bond gets out of it. That's how it goes on the James Bond shows. In any case, I love James Bond, and this is a really interesting moment. Um, so, it, before that, there's a lot going mm-hmm. on. There's a lot going on. Speaking mm-hmm. of Amazon, the, the, the D.C. Attorney General is bringing another antitrust lawsuit against Amazon. The complaint says Amazon is abusing its power uh, by requiring third-party sellers to offer their products at the same price that they sell them elsewhere. Uh, so, So that's an issue. Uh, So
1: you're in D.C. What do you think?
0: You know, I use Amazon a lot. Um, uh, I think think it, it shows how much power Amazon has. Amazon, of course, makes the argument that people can buy their stuff elsewhere if they don't like it. You know what I mean? That's their argument, as is a lot of people's argument. Same thing with Apple. That was essentially saying if they don't like Apple, they can go over to Android or they can't. You know, I think it's a tough one. This is a little bit of probably PR on the D.C. Attorney General's part. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's going to be a pileup of lawsuits in this area. I think they're going to be subject to lots and lots and lots of these all over the place. Because, you know, ambitious attorney generals, it's a good look to be against Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, you know, with the power they have with the Washington Post here, with... Um, you know, over over commerce, lots of people use Amazon here. I'd be curious to know what the usage figures in Washington are, but they're probably pretty high consider, uh, compared to the general public. I don't know what they are, um, but I'm sure they'll, lots of stuff will come out, and it's a good look for the attorney general. I think it's. Um, we'll see how far it goes because they they can make the argument. You can. There's a store over there. Go and buy it there. Go. There's a giant. There's a this. There's a that. But
1: your comments, though, are are telling, and that is. Current antitrust law is based off of this kind of Bork Chicago notion that as long as the consumer wins, and they always bring up consumer choice. And Brandeisian antitrust, which I think we need to go back to, talks about market power. And if you want to talk about power, regardless of whether or not you have a choice, if one company has such dominance and such access to so much cheap capital that no consumer is really going to choose anything else, thereby cauterizing new business formation, putting good employers out of business, then that is reason for antitrust so just a couple just a couple points here while everyone is talking about MGM because we're obsessed with James Bond they missed bigger news this week about Amazon which highlights just how powerful this company is and just why it needs to be broken up do you realize hmm. Amazon's ad business which yeah. no one ever talks about yeah. their ad business
0: well we do we talked about it we're aware it's big well other
1: than us other than, growing. The, other than other uh 008 and 009 here uh, <laughs>
0: you're a 00 nothing <laughs>
1: No, I'm I'm the Jewish nemesis. By the way, Ian Fleming, <laughs> raging anti-Semite, yeah, Goldfinger, yeah. Blofeld. Jesus, yeah, dude, yeah. be a little bit more subtle. Yeah, he. Was. Anyways, anyways, uh, uh, I'm gonna get shit on Twitter for that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Amazon's ad business, which no one ever talks about. Yeah, take the ad business of Roku, mm-hmm. Pinterest, Snap, and oh, I don't know, ad in Twitter just for fun. Amazon's ad business is two and a half times bigger than all of those firms' revenue combined. Mm-hmm. And it's growing 70% it is. faster. It's becoming
0: a real, co- it's, got, That's it's a their troika ad of business. advertisers. It's a troika of advertisers. Now. I'm
1: just, I'm just sort of, I'm just, I'm overwhelmed. You're I'm overwhelmed.
0: overwhelmed. You're verklempt. I'm That's,
1: overwhelmed.
0: Well, well double O nothing. Um, it is going to be an interesting time. I think that bringing this stuff out, more information, just like the testimony of Tim Cook at the epic thing, I, it, it may have done him no favors to be so explicit about what was going on. And so I think as as more of these attorneys attorney generals or attorneys general I think it's attorneys general start to get information I think that'll be nothing but good this transparency of how it, these things work will be interesting for people and they don't want that stuff out at all interestingly a bill in Congress is aimed at beefing up resources for space travel may also include a 10 billion dollar bailout for Jeff Bezos's space exploration company Blue Origin pushed by Maria Cantwell who's from Washington State um, his mm-hmm. company recently lost out on his, on the bid that SpaceX got Elon Musk's company and so you know this is this looks like a to one of the richest people, it's getting a lot of attention from Bernie Sanders and everything else because Jeff, poor Jeff Bezos, needs the help uh, for his space endeavors. Um, but the, you know, it's just Washington as usual. One party wants to advantage someone; the other is trying to stop it. I think it'll, they're, they're sort of being dragged right into Washington in ways uh, that's important for their businesses. At the same time, is going to attract more and more scrutiny.
1: Yeah, but I, I do think it's not business as usual. I think it, I think the trend is business as usual, but at some point when the most profitable, largest market yeah. cap companies in the world continued this regulatory arbitrage of wanting to overrun government and look, look for additional subsidies, I mean, is Amazon 20 billion in profits the last 10 years, average tax rate of four and a half percent? I mean, yeah. it's just at some point there's got to be uh there's got to be pushback now i don't know enough about the situation i'm curious if you think this is exceptional or just what every other company does looking for Mm -hmm. i I think space exploration using the cheap capital of amazon shareholders is actually beneficial for american taxpayers but i What do you think about this specific situation?
0: Well, I think it's it's interesting because they're also involved in the they push back, which they sort of gotten ahead with Microsoft and the Jedi contract, which looks like it's going to have to be redone, I guess, or mm-hmm. if at all. And so they managed to put a put a you know a wrench in that. And so it, it'll be really interesting as they engage all these companies engage with the federal government on all kinds of contracts, right? And they're critically important, especially Amazon with Amazon Web Services, all kinds of facial, well, they've they suspended some of their facial recognition stuff. But as they move into, especially these big cost item things where they're working essentially a vendor for the federal government, um, I think they're going to, I, I think it'll be, there. it's sort of like on one hand, they have all this influence. On the other hand, this is perfect stuff for Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren to point at. You know, they're they're exposing themselves more, I think, is what they're doing.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and whether they can argue all you want, but once they get into the attorneys general thing and the and into Congress, they get exposed more and, and eventually there will be legislation.
2: Uh, Eventually,
0: I think they're headed for legislation, and it's just going to be a dance of how much they can avoid and how bad it has to be, and and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So it's Mm -hmm. interesting. It's an interesting. But speaking of it, let's move on to the big story because uh, other countries are even more so. You know, all across the world, dealing with these tech companies in ways that aren't possible in this country for lots of reasons. Russia is cracking down on big tech platforms in an effort to control free speech. This week, Russian regulator, and I'm going to pronounce this, Roskomnaznikov, Nad, Roskom Nadzor told Google, Donka, comrade. Okay, told Nostrovia. Uh, uh, Nostrovia, uh, uh, Devushka, uh, told uh, Google to block thousands of unspecified pieces of illegal content that would slow access to the company's services. The next day, the Russian court fined Google $81,000 not taking well, another piece hurt. of content.
1: They well, it was one piece of content. Well, look
0: at over in Florida. Uh, um, I was going to say Russian Florida. Yeah, right, exactly. Come <laughs> right. on. Russia orders Facebook and Twitter to store all of the data on Russian users. Users within the country by July or face penalties. These moves mm-hmm. are part of a wave of recent action by the Russian government to get a handle on controlling speech, obviously. They're probably worried about Navalny and all the activity there, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. Back in March, the government made it harder for people to see and send posts on Twitter after the company did not take down content the government considered illegal. So, and it, this isn't just happening in Russia. It's, it, it's, you know, India, many countries are trying to sort of get their handle around these tech companies. The old move was shutting them down, essentially. That's not really quite working because people use them or find workarounds. But it's a really interesting trend that these, and in the case of Russia and, and India, they don't have a First Amendment. So, you know, they can't, they can do whatever they want in, in these mm-hmm. ways. And of course, these have always been uh, top-down countries. So I don't know. What do you think? It's it, They're going to see a lot of this pushback across the world in Russia, not just from China, but Russia, India, other countries.
1: Uh, it's good for Google uh, because Google will get to wrap themselves in this sort of freedom blanket and obfuscate the fact that they in fact should be moderating some of the more dangerous incendiary divisive content which they amplify mm-hmm. and instead this will be a big distraction mm. and and a bunch of republicans will use this as a means of saying free speech and it'll be end up being a real advantage for google i think from russia's perspective i mean they, they want to control the media they want to control speech and google gets in the way of that i think the ideal scenario for the russians would be if They do what Apple did, and that is, quite frankly, just cave to the government and do what they want. Because if they outright ban Google, I think a lot of the Digerati or the, I don't know, the tech set or the affluent set in Russia.
0: It's a big set. It's a big industry.
1: Well, they they would just use, I think they would just use VPNs and figure out another way to access Google. Yeah. So... Uh, I don't, uh, this, uh, where I come from this is the following. Google really, the the revenue they get from Russia just isn't that big a deal. This Mm -hmm. is an opportunity for them to talk about how they are a warrior for free speech and wallpaper over the notion that YouTube continues to radicalize young men by promoting content that is dangerous and isn't getting its natural oxygen of discourse, it's being promoted by these algorithms. So I, unfortunately, I think like everything else, I think this will probably end up being good for Google. Because
0: next to Putin, everybody looks good, right? So oh, That's
1: right. They can, yeah. they can make strident speeches about how they're refusing to, you know, that the Russian they'll, – they'll wrap themselves in a flag of First Amendment in America and it'll all be giant distraction from the fact that there's some nuance here. And and then a bunch of Republican governors will line up behind it. I don't Except know. Except the
0: Republicans are the ones passing these laws, like in Florida, these social media laws, like in Florida, where they're doing fines—very similar, not unsimilar—fines of, of if you continue to do this, if you don't put people on there. I mean, they are—it's sort of different, but they're trying to control the speech of these companies and what they can, who they can kick off, and who they can't.
1: The, the you're referring to DeSantis signed yeah. a law saying that, that the platforms couldn't kick people off. and the reality is. I just call that his first trip to Iowa. Mm-hmm. He got angry that Liz Cheney was in the news too much. And so he decided, how can we get attention? I know mm-hmm. let's sign meaningless legislation that's going to have no impact. I don't even think it's I don't think it's legal what he right. he signed to just try and so I can get more camera. He might as well just have gone to Des Moines and said, started started talking about big tech. That was just like right. s- such a ridiculous and effective political move. But anyways, I think this is. I think this issue in. I think the bigger issue again. I think the media. I'm going to go out on a limb here. Gets us. Gets us wrong. I think the state-sponsored hijacking that looks like it was KGB-inspired mm-hmm. of a journalist, yeah. where a commercial flight
0: in Belarus. was
1: in mid-air, escorted down under the falsehood that there was explosive on, on explosives on board, and then right. four guys who were clearly KGB agents escorted this journalist off the plane and he was detained. That's the kind of shit, that's literally a modern day Archduke Francis Ferdinand getting shot in the head. That's the kind of shit that starts wars. It's a Bond
0: movie really. Well,
1: and really? now American and now Western Air, western companies are saying we're not going to fly over Belarusian airspace. I mean, that right. was in my opinion, that was the real story of the week, not yeah. Russia asking Google to do shit. I think we kind of missed the bigger we yeah. missed the bigger picture. We, we missed did. the bigger picture. And that's just deal. not the T speaking. It, it, this it's is not still the T speaking cuz this
0: is a country. You're right. It's not a big business for Google. Russia is a big business. I think Russia has more to lose here in that regard. But it's not just Russia. It's India. Look, they're doing stuff in New Zealand, Australia. Like this uh, Canada, like and then, and then eventually Really? Yeah. They're all like talking about various and sundry things about, it. you know, in, in in the, in the democracies, it's like hate speech needs to be controlled in Russia. It's don't talk Navalny. Like, yeah, that's
1: right. So it's speech needs to be controlled. Speech
0: needs to be controlled. (laughs) It's really the bottom line, although it's different speech. And I think you and I would probably go, yeah, hate speech needs to be controlled. No, let Navalny take. You know, I mean, that's yeah. the problem here. Well,
1: that's the nuance that no one yeah. wants to talk about.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so I think you know, look, Putin's going to do whatever he wants in Russia. I mm-hmm. think he he's probably got a real problem with Navalny and about the attention that he gets and a creation of of that kind of uh, martyr. In that country, you're well-known for martyrs. That's a, you know, that's a, that's a mm-hmm. problem for him. And the more he tries to press down on speech, you, know, you don't even have to have the internet. I remember, if you remember David Remnick's book uh, many years ago about Russia, um, same thing. They were using you know, newspapers and letters and books. And you, know, you have Al- Alexander Solzhenitsyn. And it just was, this is something that's been an ongoing war in, uh, in Russia to keep information out of the hands of people and then having people uh, get through anyway. Like it doesn't really—they get through in some fashion—and um, so I think what's—it's it, going to be very difficult for uh, for Russia to control a Google, and Google doesn't really have to do anything because it's not that big a deal to them. And you're you're right—they'll get a benefit of it. But I think in some of these other countries, in India, in 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 New Zealand, in Canada, and then eventually here, they have a much more significant problem of of how they manage their platform. I think that's really what that's all about.
1: We got to quick, take a quick break here. I'm, I'm just for the first time looked at the video. Are you wearing a gold chain?
0: Yes, I am.
1: What the fuck is going <laughs> on is,
0: here? No, my what daughter are you, put them Tupac on. Me.
1: Shakur. Are you doing some sort of crazy sex games where you pretend to be a rap star? What is going on <laughs> you know, there?
0: These are you know, those beads like New Orleans beads. Oh, you know, it's these, Mardi Gras. It's not even yeah, Mardi, they're Mardi, Mardi Gras beads, and these are uh, my my the golden child's favorite jewelry to put on people's necks. And so I forgot okay. I had them on right okay. now. I'm, I'm
1: okay with that. I didn't know what was going on there.
0: You know, though, my son, Louis, wears a gold chain. Like, he thinks he's very Italian. He goes right, we have Italian heritage. Right for the gold chain? He wears it all the time. what do you know? Time.
1: He's not getting a lot of swipes on Tinder. Oh, That's a shocker. Stop it. That's, <laughs> he's doing great. Send him my way. My send little him butcher, my way. My
0: little butcher. I want to be training. his Cyrano
1: de Bergerac. He's doing hair. just
0: fine. He's so cute. He's, he was singing in the shower this morning. Nobody, he didn't. Didn't realize we heard him as we were sitting on the back deck. It was very. That's cute. a
1: little awkward.
0: I know it was sweet. I didn't. We're yeah. did not going to talk and
1: adorable. Back to Navalny and are, Navalny. Here. Anyway, yeah. so it's
0: it's it's a bigger issue in very they're facing. You know, here it is. The, the tech is so important to everybody, and everyone's reacting in a different way. And so, mm-hmm. I, I think this is not as big a deal as elsewhere. That's what I would say, including here in this country. All right, Scott, time for a quick break. We're going to leave international affairs and go to the real stuff. You know, Putin's a Bond
1: fan. Do you know what his favorite pasta is? What? I'll have the mini penny. Oh, my God. Get it? Money penny, mini penny. (laughs) I get
0: it. It's so bad.
1: That's good Bond humor. That's not good
0: Bond. It's terrible Bond humor. We'll be right back to talk about Amazon buying MGM Studios. Then we'll answer uh, a listener mail.
1: Welcome to the Canva guided meditation for stress at work
0: Okay, Scott, we're back. You can make all the Bond jokes you want. It's not just Bonds. It's, it's Rocky. It's other things. It's not just. Are the bond you sincere
1: story. saying that? Because I heard Putin also gets pussy galore. Oh, you said any oh, Bond oh, joke? No, you no. said any oh, Bond my joke?
0: God, oh. You my said God. you gave me license.
1: All I right. didn't want to ha- go there. You can hardly I didn't hard want to go there. You and your two pack <laughs> The Shakur of, impression. the uh,
0: on a Top member, Anna a Top, on a Top, on a Top, Top. you remember Anna that on one? Uh, there was it was uh, Jane Seymour Bond Girl. She was. She was, um, oh, what was her name? Oh my Sandy God. Newton, most beautiful woman in the fantastic. world. Bond girl. Um, anyway, On Top was my favorite. That was mm-hmm. my favorite, On Top. Mm-hmm. She was the one who who uh, strangled people with their legs. You don't remember that one? Anyway, uh, Amazon is buying would, MGM Studios. I think that was my
1: first wife. But 8. 8. Anyways, go ahead. 5, Sorry.
0: 8.45. I'll be here
1: all week. Try the veal. <laughs> all right. Try okay. the veal.
0: <laughs> I'm going to shake you and yeah, i stir you. Okay. Yeah. Amazon is buying MGM. We're done with the bond jokes. Yeah, MGM Go studios ahead. for $8.45 billion is Amazon's second biggest acquisition since it bought Whole Foods in 2017 for a lot more, $13.4 billion. Mm-hmm. The once Hollywood golden studio has been shopped around for the past few months and valued it far less than its competitors uh, than Apple. Apple, I think a lot of people are looking at it, but among the many titles is home to James Bond. It has Rocky. It's got a whole bunch of stuff. Um, and, and, Uh, although Amazon will only own 50% of the IP of that one, I think. So what do you think? Is it too much? They paid a lot. People think they paid a lot. They paid a lot.
1: Well, I just think this is evidence that you know, when you have a twenty-six-year-old retailer buying a hundred-year-old storied media and content company, so they can sell yeah. more paper towels, I just think it reflects that we're in a wonderful age. We live yeah. in, a, we live in a wonderful age. Uh, <laughs> so like, it's
0: for the news, it's for this, the paper towels.
1: This goes back to what you're saying. So, a lot of content companies were looking at it, who are mm-hmm. in the content business, and no one could justify paying more. This company was purchased by uh, a company I've done some work with, Anch- Anchorage Capital, for about five and a half billion ten 10 years ago. It was their longest investment. Right. And it, they overpaid then. And it, nobody could get near the number that Amazon can pay because if it just pulses a little bit of sugar for Prime Video, which is now technically 200 million members bigger mm-hmm. than Netflix – It's worth it to them. And it brings up the notion of how Amazon has become too powerful because they can come in and buy, make irrational purchases that don't make any sense. There's a soft bank
0: going on here.
1: And everybody else that got out their pencil said, quite frankly, this thing's probably not worth $6 billion. I mean, it's got some assets. Right. But I was thinking, okay, they could do some really cool stuff. You could have a Bond film for Prime members seven days before yeah. it comes out in the theaters, right? I
0: would be thrilled. Yeah.
1: But I don't think they're going to be able to do that because it's a joint venture with the yeah. heirs to the Broccoli Fortune and, or the Broccoli IP. And I'm not sure they would allow that. So here's what this reflects. And that is when Anchorage first bought this, I think this is what uh so there you've heard of the greater fool theory yeah and that is you pay a stupid price but someone else even dumber will come yes. along and buy it for a higher price i think this is an individual i think this was an ego driven purchase i think when non-hollywood people buy hollywood assets they usually buy them for the wrong reason. specifically they like the idea of going to the academy awards yeah and but but there's even an individual who wants to go to the Academy Awards even more. This was the kind of one midlife crisis passing off the, the baton to another midlife crisis. So there's a greater fool theory. This is the smaller penis theory, where essentially one midlife crisis guy sold to a guy in, a, in, in the midst of an even bigger midlife crisis. This makes no sense economically. With $9 billion, the woman who runs Amazon content could have produced a ton of amazing content. With his money. Absolutely, this is a lot of money, and yeah. but here's the thing: Amazon can make irrational purchases and put their elbows out and bump every player out of the way. You know, would have been a great owner for this Who? asset. Who? Disney would have been a great asset. Yeah,
0: wouldn't have paid uh, for Would have
1: been a great owner. They could have had a Bond Land. They could have done a lot of great things with the yeah. franchise. What they have done with the Star Wars franchise in terms of maintaining the integrity and then extending it into cartoons and adjacent programs. Yeah. They've done an amazing—they would have been a great steward of this. Amazon? They they also
0: have Legally Blonde. They've got Rocky and Creed, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, A Handmaid's Tale, Fargo, Vikings. There's a lot going on here. But you're right. It's it's kind of a crazy amount of money. But it does—look at all the attention it's gotten already. It's got, you know, pictures of him in the MGM logo of Bezos. He looks like a Bond villain in a Bond outfit. You know, the whole thing. And I don't think it cost them anything. It's not
1: well that's it it's a ha- yeah. but that's the point it's a dilution of a half a percent right if if Jeff likes it if the person at Amazon Amazon Prime video who who wants to please Jeff says yeah we can do some great things with these assets they take a half a percent dilution this means absolutely nothing to them but every other media company looking to bulk up to fight back against Netflix and Amazon just can't even get close yep. to it and it's hundred percent for prime.
0: That's it. That's it. It's for Prime. That's, that's the way it goes. And that's, mm-hmm. that's all it is. It also is home to Thelma and Louise. There's all kinds of stuff here. Okay, and, but what do you do? What are we going to have? I know, Thelma and Louise
1: agree. from the dead? I mean, I, how I do you know
0: that? I get it. I don't think that's what it's about. You know, the fact that, you know, Louis B. Mare used to say, um, I, 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 I read lots of books about him and sort of the, the glory days of MGM. That's where, Judy Garland, Wizard of Oz, Singing in the Rain, Gone with the Wind, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And they're not owned uh, by them. Warner actually owns those, which is interesting. But he used to say there's more star than the heavens, if you remember. Hmm. There were the creepy stylings of Louis B. Mayer, which have... Become look like he's a pretty malevolent player in the, that time period. Um, but it does, it gives them nothing. And what's happening is like there's a lot of growth uh, with Disney Plus, there's a lot of growth with HBO Max and Paramount Plus. Mm-hmm. You know, you see the, these ads sort of showing off all their stars essentially again, just the way MGM used to. If you remember those pictures of all the stars of MGM, if you go back and see, you know, they'd sit them all down every year and you'd see them. And it was really breathtaking actually when you'd see them. Um, but what's, what's important here is it just sells more toys like you said it's just it doesn't matter it doesn't matter and it will help um uh it will help uh amazon it doesn't i think you, it was a
1: bad move you I, do I, huh yeah, you think they're like
0: sony well actually sony did well with its purchase some some companies when they come in to buy hollywood end up crying at the end sony's actually done okay comcast has done okay mm-hmm. um I, which group are they in are the ones that sort of run away with their tail between their legs like AT and T? Or, or no
1: be, I mean they're in this they're in this business. so it makes sense from a strategic fit standpoint i'm just looking at valuation if you look at the successful acquisitions and disney's made the best mm-hmm. they've effectively not only bought, bought banks so let's assume they have a good bank here that they can utilize the question is would have been easier or less expensive to rent that bank as opposed to own it and mm-hmm. because they're still you, they could still run rocky they could still run thelma yep. louise the key is the, the reason why disney's made the best acquisitions and content is they've purchased these franchises that are incredibly extendable yep and that marvel. is marvel uh, Marvel, Pixar, Toy Story three, and Star Wars is the gift that keeps on giving. With Ashoka getting her own series and the Mandalorian, who would have thought the Mandalorian was going to get its own
0: and series and content? Uh,
1: Whereas, if you look at this, the only asset, the only really the only franchise asset here, you could argue Rocky. uh, I I don't. We'll see how long that gets played out. The Handmaid's Tale. I mean, there's only there's only so many evil things we can do to the Gilmore Girl. (laughs) I mean, that shit's running out of steam. And and so what you had here, the franchise asset, the wrong. franchise asset yeah. was the Bond franchise. Yeah. And unfortunately they 50%. got they got descendants. And the thing about descendants of really talented people is they're under the impression they inherited that talent and they're usually difficult to deal with. And mm-hmm. the idea, I, I wonder what they're gonna be able to do because they're gonna want Bond to be in theaters. The, the gangster move here would be to say the new Bond film yeah. Not even do what Wonder Woman did and go on the same day say, it's seven days early. Yeah. It's seven days earlier than in That'll the theaters. That'll drive them crazy. I don't
0: think the Broccoli's will agree to that. No Time to that, Die, that's my of course, point. had to be delayed. It's the 25th Bond film. What a long, it's like, sort yeah. of like Saturday Night Live. It's a really long that's franchise. That's my point. And you know
1: what the downside is? October
0: here? 8th in theaters, just so you the know. The
1: downside is yeah. not that they overpaid, because quite frankly, it's literally the sweat off of Bezos' back. It's yeah. it, the thing that they that wasn't worth it here. Okay, is that it, it's another point of light? It's Exhibit Thirty Four B in the antitrust trial against Amazon, mm. and it wasn't worth it. It mm. wasn't worth it. So look, I, I think Jennifer Sulky, with nine billion dollars, could have created some amazing content. Maybe even, in my view, more enduring content than what they're going to get with the MGM library. She could have. Without raising any antitrust mm-hmm. flags, built some amazing franchises. Yeah. Yep. I just yep. don't think I don't think this was a shareholder-driven uh, acquisition when they looked well, at on a risk-adjusted well, basis. Well, do they with, ever
0: think of shareholders? I don't. I don't. I think they Bezos? don't. Bezos. I, I don't think. Oh, he I think he does. It. I think I don't think he thinks. And you know, they, they 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 have long suffering. And as I noted last week in the Times, you know, they they their their investors don't mind this kind of stuff. They they don't think it's worthless. Well,
1: it feels bold.
0: It's bold. That's right. Yeah, it doesn't. It you know, if you're AT and T and you do this, you're like, what an idiot. If your basis is like brilliant, bought Mr. Yeah, Bond agreed. kind of thing, agreed. and so you know, Whole Foods is their agreed. biggest purchase. Obviously, they bought Zappos for in two thousand nine for one point two billion, uh, Ring for one point two billion. Mm-hmm. I think it's just the beginning of tech companies. I, I actually kind of predicted us buying up these things. They're going to buy mm-hmm. everyone. I I did an a interview that just published today with Jake Tapper, and I'm like, they're going to own you someday, Jake Tapper, or or your version of you someday. And you so have Jake I think, Tapper. What?
1: Yeah, Jake Taylor. What's he like? I like him. He's lovely. He has a a book.
0: I'll send it to you. It's a wonderful. He's actually a very good fiction writer. He writes thrillers. I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you.
1: There's some. You know, I'm. I'm. Everyone talks about income inequality. I want to talk about talent inequality. Yeah. That's just not fair. Yeah. That's just not fair that a guy like that should be a fiction writer.
0: Yeah, well, he's Anyways. really quite good. He's not just—he's uh, not just, but he's quite seems good. He's like fishing.
1: the nicest guy. Is he nice? He seems yes, he's very nice. nice.
0: You should listen to it. He's—he said a lot. He said a lot. He said a lot. So, what's yeah, interesting sorry, about that though is I was like, they're going to own you someday. It's not going to be They're, they're going to just sit and wait and bleed out. Even Disney, even Comcast. You know what I mean? And just wait and wait and wait. If they can do this without even a problem, without mm-hmm. you know, they have. Let's be clear. They're worth what is it? One point six four trillion dollars, and they have mm-hmm. seventy one billion dollars of cash. In cash. They have mm-hmm. I, This is nothing. This is a nothing burger for them. And they could go. I don't could,
1: know, Kara. David Zasloff's coming for them.
0: Uh, yeah, right. Exactly. Come on. They can just bleed By these By the way, I don't know out. that
1: guy at all. I have no reason to think right. he's not a talented executive. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, he's a very talented executive. I'm not saying he's not. I just don't think he knows digital as well as he needs to. I think I don't think he can learn it.
1: You and I are in violent, violent agreement. This company, it's 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 shitty businesses, not a shit. It's smaller businesses that no one talks about are yeah. two and a half times the size of other competitors and growing seventy. Their ad business is growing seventy percent a year. Facebook yeah. isn't growing seventy percent a year. Google isn't growing seventy percent a year. Yeah. I mean, do you? It's just it is staggering. What this company is able to accomplish there, I don't think there's ever been a company that is performing on as many thousands of cylinders at this moment, at this, you know, in these areas as Amazon. I mean, it's just you look at all these different businesses and there's there's quarter of a trillion or half a trillion dollar businesses stuck within the business. The ad yeah. business is probably, yeah. if the ad business was spun, yeah. they would say, oh, there's a third. It's no longer a duopoly, Google, and Facebook. There's okay. a third, and it's Amazon, and the third is growing faster than the numbers one and two. Yeah, yeah. And what kind of market cap would that get? What kind of market cap would AWS get? Oh, my. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, excuse me. Uh, yeah, AWS. AWS, yeah, yeah. It just, uh, anyway I staggering. think it's a good, Stag-
0: her- I, I'm sorry, I think it's fine with them. They, they own, also, just so you know, the movie's not just Bond. We made a lot of Bond jokes, but they own Rocky, RoboCop. The Pink Panther, Silence of the Lambs, uh, Legally Blonde, Moonstruck, Basic Intricks, Thomas Crown Affair, Tomb Raider, and also... um you know, lots of other things. And one of the things, this is a quote from Rich Greenfield who we, you and I have talked about, um, which is, a, he runs a media research firm very well known. MGM didn't have the resources to build and create off the catalog. Amazon does, and the opportunity to exploit MGM catalog is incredible. They also have some movies coming up, like Respect, Aretha Franklin biopic starring Jennifer Hudson, Ridley Scott's House of Gucci starring Lady Gaga and Adam Driver, Paul Thomas Anderson's latest project, which stars Bradley Cooper, first film since the star is born. It's not. It's not like they're buying this sad little little studio sitting out in, you know, the desert kind of thing. I think it's, I think the issue is that they can do this and it, even if it's a disaster, it's not a disaster for them.
1: Like uh, all of, everything uh, you just mentioned, yeah. is amazing and it's worth maybe one or two billion dollars. Yeah, and it's not a, worth it, raising antitrust laws. Like rich
0: people don't care. Like they okay, oh, yeah. what is that? Is that cost on five dollars more? That's fine. Whatever. I, I want to eat it right now. Um, but it, it it has also been uh, spending a lot of money. It spent one hundred twenty-five million dollars for coming to America, eighty million dollars for Barat's subsequent movie film, and two hundred million dollars for Tomorrow War, a Chris Pratt adventure. That's a arriving in July I I think they're just gonna just it doesn't matter they want to win here and it's good for their other businesses I don't know I think it's perfectly fine
1: well you know what's big old and rocky what Sylvester Stallone (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> what does Sylvester Stallone have to say about this? I think their issue is antitrust red flags. Already, yeah, Ken bought. That's right. Uh, I don't think it's sentence. worth. It. I
1: don't think. I don't think. It was, anyways. Yeah, uh, there's uh,
0: other uh, studios available possibly. Someone thinks Sony is. There's a whole bunch. So see who's there. These are all going to be sold. All going. to yeah, be Yeah, they're
1: all. It's really interesting, isn't it? All these storied studios. All going to be sold. They're all becoming like a rounding error. Or
0: they're just going to wait and bleed them out and then buy them. That's what's yeah, going to happen. I think
1: here. that's right. I all right, Scott. Right.
0: Let's move on to listener mail. Roll tape.
1: You've got, you've got, I can't believe I'm going to be a mailman. You've got mail. Hi, Kara and Scott. It's Matt from California. Is 5G all hype? It's barely any faster, and the people who promote it say things like, it'll be even more transformative than 4G, which is not how I would describe the switch to 4G.
0: Oh, that's a good point. I'm not like blown away by 4G either. Uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, look, this is what AT&T, the reason they're saying they're getting out of their Warner mm-hmm. business is they want to put everything into um, into 5G. I think a lo- I think it is a big business. I think they feel that the internet gap is going to get closed in the United States because of it and that we're going to see, you know, much, all kinds of things because of it. And I, I get your point about 4G, but I think this is a, a big difference. Scott?
1: Yeah. Look, my sense is I don't know the technology, but uh, I think it's an incredible brand. I think 5G right now is one of the strongest brands in the world and that everybody hears it and immediately associates very positive things with it. And the majority of that brand equity is going to be in the U.S. is going to be captured by two firms, AT&T and Verizon. And their boards recognize that. They have still figured out a way to you know, put out their elbows. I don't know if it's regulatory protection or I don't know if it's uh, steel in the ground, CapEx, but Mm -hmm. so far there aren't, it doesn't appear to be that there's these immediate existential threats to the telco and broadband and cable businesses or the data businesses. And 5G, I think it sounds exciting. I think anything, I mean, bandwidth is the new oxygen, right? And there's studies showing that a nation's bandwidth is directly proportional to its uh, economic growth. So uh, when I think about productivity, when I think about my life and not only that, the productivity that's resulted in more income and more time with family, uh, it's a function of, yeah. of bandwidth. Like, yeah, so. there'll be
0: electricity. You don't think about your, in this country, at least, in other countries, you certainly do. But, you know, spotty service, we still deal with it. And you're not going to. It's just not going to happen. And it, it, more, more connected devices, especially self-driving cars and other other things, you know, and including household devices. There's so, going to be so many devices jacked into the matrix that it's critically important. And I think there'll be someday where you won't even think about your connection, at all, and and the, and also Huawei being the dominant force here, others have to be competitive.
1: Yeah, but there's, there's something really magical about technology. Technology is built in this gestalt where, all right, instead of when our products get better, we increase prices to maximize margin. Yeah. As products get better, we lower the price. And they have convinced us all, you know, it's not, they don't call it Cadillac 1, Cadillac 2, Cadillac 3 uh because they assume all right the car gets better but not at the same pace as the iphone 7 8 9 10 11 and 12 and 2g 3g 4g so tech has done an amazing job of not only improving products but creating brands in a feel that the obsolescence phenomena here is so strong you constantly have to be reinvesting and upgrading and it creates just more and more Uh, This taps into our competitive instincts. I mean, I'm excited. I will ask for 5G. Maybe it's it's important to me. I don't understand it. I don't need to understand it, but I will pay additional margin for it. I, I think 5G right now is one of the strongest business brands in the world. And in the US, like I said, two companies will reap the majority of that equity.
0: Yep, exactly. And one of the things, let me read from a Wired story so you can understand the technology. Of The promise is that 5G will bring speeds of around 10 gigabits per second to your phone. That's 600 Mm -hmm. times faster. Than the typical 4G speeds off today's mobile phones, and ten times faster than Google's fiber standard home broad. It, it's just it's it, it the way the way you think about connectivity now is ch- will change as these things. It, a lot of these are riding on 4G networks that you're getting. So you're seeing 5G sometimes. 5G pops up on my phone, mm-hmm. but this is you know getting these to to different parts of this country and and to move it is critically important for. Every, all the leading future things, like again, car, connected artificial intelligence, self-driving cars, all mm-hmm. these connected devices. It, it, we are operating on like 10 cans on a string comparatively, um, and so you know there. It's just we have we have um, fallen behind uh, in 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 connectivity in general for years and years and years and years and years, and so. Um, we have to adopt this. South Korea has the highest rate of adoption, mm-hmm. um, but it's still not that big. And and U S. US users just do not have fast fast connectivity at all. And it's and it's always been lagging. And if we don't have this, it's it's critical to everything that's coming: autonomous cars, everything. Everything that's that's part of the future, and it, you aren't going to get there without this. So yes, it's it it, it once it is. It, John Stanky, for all his wrongness about media, is right about this. No, They've no, got to no. put right every strategy. bit of shoulder into this.
1: Yeah, and what people don't realize is, I mean, five G, even if it's on your phone, if you don't have um, if you don't have mid band, or if there's not the right infrastructure, you don't get to take advantage of it. So there's there's all sorts of. So my understanding is mid band is the is 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 this sort of critical factor that's been missing from a lot of the networks? And there's a lot of capex to take advantage. That the stat you highlighted—that's if you're in the right area with the right infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, anyways, but I, look, I, I think this is—I think Verizon and AT and T are going to do really well, which is to focus on. And I told you my story. I was. I was asked to come speak to a bunch of Verizon people, and mm-hmm. I said, well, okay, all I'm going to tell them is double down on 5G and lose the media assets. And they called me back and told me they, they had a change in scheduling and no longer <laughs> wanted me to speak it looks there. It's like they
0: just took your advice. Um, they didn't need to pay you to be there to tell them something they did themselves. Well, they'd
1: already decided, and they're like, we don't need this guy to stand up and tell 40% of the people in the room they're about to get sold or fired. So. Yeah. But, anyways, I, I'm excited about 5G. I don't, I don't know exactly what it means. But that's the wonderful thing about technology is we trust people fast. And you mentioned electricity. It's yeah. interesting. Electricity. You don't think, oh, I've got to upgrade my electricity. Do you? You don't think, no. oh, faster Except electricity. Except when there's
0: like like wildfires in California or, you know, hurricanes or things like that. They're, they're going to be shuttling down electricity in California. It's going to be problematic for Newsom cause the Newsom. Because I'm getting a generator,
1: mostly because I like are to you? embarrass the rival what dads and like? talk about my what Do you generator? have like a
0: closet of apocalypse? Is that another thing you're doing? I, just, I my brother in Florida. Florida
1: there are hurricanes. I'm getting a big-ass generator. All
0: right, okay, you get it From cooler.
1: I, cooler. I didn't even know they made generators. Speaking of, do you, you know what you I did the other day? Do you apocalypse plan? You wanna talk about a strong move? The other day I explained yeah. crypto to a rival dad in front of his family. That's a strong move. That's a strong move. <laughs>
0: what is this crypto, Scott? And then, you can see it. <laughs> and then I pulled the out my
1: and then I pulled out my leaf blower. <laughs>
0: Boom. Just one of the things that's important to keep in mind here that it, most Simon of the five G patents are not owned by U S companies. Qualcomm's the biggest player, and but the others are Huawei, obviously Samsung, uh, mm. uh, LG, Nokia, Ericsson, and Qualcomm. But U S does not have dominance here, and that's that's been a political issue too. So, uh, and then there's all these controversies around the health, like that. That there's all these uh, conspiracy theories. Uh, Around it, Uh, which also come along. Bill Gates is related to one of them, or uh, whether he's trying to put different things in your brain and stuff like that. Um, So uh, it's it's a really it's a it's a really interesting time. I have to say, and it's critically important. The hype is worth it. Anyway, let's get to uh, one more quick break, and we'll be back for
3: predictions. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. V-A-N-29.com.
0: Okay, Scott, what is your prediction? We've been very good. We talked about MGM being bought by Amazon. We've talked about, what was the other one we got right? You were noting something. Uh,
1: So we, um, back when Peloton, Peloton. the the recall of the... Of the treadmills, the stock dove to, I think, 63, and we predicted that it would be back to 100 within 30 days, and, and? we were wrong. It was back to 100 within 17 days. See? Uh, that was, so we got that one right. We talked yeah. to the SEC. We're actually on a roll here. Yeah. So let's what throw up wrong? on ourselves. What have we gotten it's wrong? Time. Anything? No, we get a lot wrong. Yeah. Um,
0: we just forget it and move on.
1: Yeah. Well, no. Twitter will have a new CEO. Uh, <laughs> Tesla's stock will be cut in half. Carol, you heard it here. <laughs> um, you know,
0: the day that happens, you'll totally say, "I got it right." You know, You know that. Like, Just
1: wait long enough. Okay. Just wait long uh-huh. enough. Winter uh-huh. is coming. Okay. Um, okay. So the thing that I that I don't think anyone's talking about, and I love, uh, I love corporate governance, but I'm fascinated by shareholder classes. And one of the things that Stanky wanted, because he wanted to monetize uh, his Time Warner assets to the greatest extent. Possible is he wanted a company, the code, to spend to have one class of stock, because generally speaking, two class shareholder companies gives too much power to people who may not have share the same interests as shareholders, right. and they oftentimes, at least theoretically, trade as a discount to single single stock companies because single stock companies can be taken over, so that. Mm-hmm that acquisition premiums sort of already built in. Sure. So Stankey demanded that the NuCo have a single class of shares. Mm-hmm. And this is what is going to, I believe, play out. And that is the requisite investments that NuCo, Discovery, whatever they're calling it, Discovery Plus, Discovery Communications, mm-hmm. is going to have to make to show that they're a player and meet the expectations around subscriber growth, around streaming, is going to require such an extraordinary investment that NuCo is gonna have, is gonna miss on earnings. And that is they're running around promising everything. They're promising that we'll be able to hold on to our ad revenue and pulse a subscriber service. They're promising everybody everything. Oh, you like the consistent profits of a declining uh, sector that's a company that's, uh, excuse me, a business model that's in secular decline, specifically the advertising cable industrial complex. Fine, we'll hold on to that, but you also want the great taste, the growth of a, yep. of a streaming service. Great Guess taste what, less boss? Filling. You can't have both. That requires an extraordinary investment. They will have to go through this valley of death. They will throw up in their second or third earnings call. The stock will go down, and this company is going to be put in play by Comcast or someone else who will come in and become oh. the larger shareholder. Oh,
0: more complex. Why don't they just come in now?
1: Uh Do you just want to get it can't. out in the open, want to get the
0: gazelle in the open?
1: My understanding is the deal is pretty airtight. Uh, <laughs> but once it's a once it's a publicly traded stock and yeah. and Kara, mm-hmm. it's a single stock class. Down. It'll be the, think about this. Nuco or Discovery is about to become the only media company in the world over a ten billion dollar market capitalization that is in play that someone yeah. could come in and buy. No yeah. other com- No one can buy Amazon, no one can buy Disney.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, this is, it becomes the only media asset. A
0: tasty treat, and David Zaslav gets rich, yes. That,
1: yes. that someone could come in and buy. So you're gonna see, in my opinion, they've over-promised, they're gonna have to take EBITDA protections down. The existing shareholder base that is sort of neither here nor there, I, I don't know if this is a shareholder base that wants wants slow but steady growth or wants the fast growth but 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 losses of streaming yep. the shareholder base will shake out you'll see the stock uh punt or throw up and then you're gonna all of a sudden see a d or an f filing by a comcast or someone else another yeah. media company is about to become or the an biggest. internet company amazon yeah. took the step fair point Sure Amazon point. took
0: the step, and they're taking it. They must have Fair made point. the calculation that they could This beat story them. has not
1: been written. This, this has story- not, We
0: keep saying that this is ridiculous. This is a ridiculous price for this thing. You and I should make a bid. What do you say?
1: I'm in. We would I'm be in. good.
0: Medium. We would be so. I got like, some Doja canceled. Coin. We would be so canceled. And I got general. some
1: Doja but coin. We
0: We could run around and offend the broccolis like we. I working. got a
1: Discover card with no limit. Scott. No Scott cash limit.
0: you would do that, wouldn't you? Two
1: percent cash back.
0: Yeah. If I was yes. a Hollywood mogul, I want to be the crazy one. Just say crazy things all the time. Did I tell you my Hollywood story if I was a mogul? Uh,
1: no, would but you, I, please. Would,
0: would you like to hear it? So um, a friend of mine 100%. was the uh, was the showrunner and creator of The L Word. And so I went up to uh, Vancouver where they were taping it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and uh, is that like
1: know, a dream come true for you? A trip to <laughs> Vancouver to see the filming of The L Word?
0: Yes, they're very nice. I love the cast. Jennifer Beals, I like them all. They're such lovely people. Anyway, What a if,
1: feeling! I love no, her. Jennifer, that she, Jennifer Beals? Yes,
0: that Jennifer. She's lovely. I'll enjoy you to her someday. She's really a lovely person. I couldn't person. handle
1: it. I just couldn't She's a good that. egg.
0: She's a good egg. I met Jane Lynch there. I met all kinds of people. I They're love all, Jane
1: Lynch. She's the best. Oh my god Jane Lynch. She's she best. and I are going to be friends. She just doesn't know. I idea.
0: will. I will. I will maybe. I love her. Jane Lynch.
1: <laughs> I, I love Jane Lash.
0: She's in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, by the way. She's amazing. Um, so. Uh, so anyway, so she. Uh, so the, I, I had a great time there. But when I was on the set, one of the things was I needed internet access and at the time. Internet access wasn't. Were you
1: was a special like, consultant? No. no a just, lesbian wears a gold <laughs> chain. <laughs> And <laughs> just, and yells just, out yells Eileen out famous lines from Dorothy episodes before I do my wife.
0: No, my friend, Eileen Chicken is great. She's 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 headed all kinds of hits. She's she was Empire. She's she's an, has another one. She's oh mm-hmm. the Equalizer. One of them I forget. One of them. She's she's got another one. I don't know if it's Equalizer. How many and
1: seasons he, did the L Word? A lot. It's still
0: there. It's still going oh, on. It's still now going it's the on. new L Word with new lesbians, and the old ones are still there too. You got to follow. You got to you got to invest there's, in our relationship. Th-
1: literally there's just so many jokes I just can't say <laughs> right now literally literally <laughs> Let me i just, my
0: hollywood strike
1: so on the set, read of the my L mind word. read my mind the L-
0: and they of course there's assistants running everywhere because it's the, like ridiculous these 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 hierarchies in these on these hollywood sets mm-hmm. and the assistant came and said what do you want for lunch and I, you know i'm like whatever you have is fine like i'm not like that i'm not that kind of person mm-hmm. and i just wanted to see how far they'd go cuz i'd heard you know you could get any you could do, ask for you know you ask for anything and i said i'd like a shark sandwich and she was like, what? And I said, a shark sandwich. And she's, she instead of saying, what the fuck are you talking about, lady? Give me she's a minute. She's like, she said, Give me a minute. Uh, okay, what, on what bread? I go, obviously, ciabatta. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, what are you talking? And with aioli, come on, get on board, a shark sandwich. And she literally started to go to try to find one. And I stopped her. I was like, please, if someone asks you for a shark sandwich, never get it. A turkey sandwich is
1: Okay, I'm going to go out on a limb here, but I'm going to ask the next time you have a behind the scenes story about (laughs) filming uh, at the L (laughs) word that it's a little bit more exciting than (laughs) the sandwich you ordered. I mean, don't build up my hope and my expectations like that. (laughs) Jennifer Beals, L word, behind the scenes story. That was all working.
0: She's so nice. She's the nicest person. All it right, his, I'll, nice. I'll give you a Jennifer Fields. She I took her around at CES one year and we kept pretending she was an eBay executive.
1: She's
0: <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's stunningly beautiful and lovely and beautiful. smart and everything. But we kept putting her off as an eBay executive the whole weekend. Mm-hmm. That was that was some fun. That
1: yeah. was a fun time. Okay, okay that's it.
0: <laughs> That's my
1: old story. <laughs> no, Grandma, tell us more stories about you at the yeah. L Word set. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Snooze around. Anyway,
0: you should watch the L Word. Together we'll watch. I'll come to Florida. It'll be really fun. That's what we should have watched instead of the Boston you know, art That's heist.
1: just so fucking weird. You and me watching the L Word together? <laughs> Seriously. No, you know what you can you, you're going to do? You're going to come down here and we're going to watch I Dream a Genie.
0: Okay. Genie, go
1: weird. to your bottle.
0: Oh, my God. Yes master. yes, master.
1: <laughs> yes, Master. <laughs>
0: I wonder if MG. I watched two hours of "I Dream Dream of Genie." Genie. Who owns "I Dream of Genie"?
1: By the way, I sat next to Barbara Eden on my interview at Morgan Stanley. She's a lovely woman, smart, nice. The
0: IP for "I Dream" that could be something Jeff Bezos could get into. Mm. Who owns that's our entree into the media world? Who owns it? NBC. It the looks Jungle like.
1: Cat Dog SPAC has announced the acquisition of the IP to I Dream of Genie <laughs> and the A team. <laughs> and we couldn't get the L word, but we're starting something called the M word. Yeah. All, All right. right. We gotta close down. this out. We gotta, gotta close it. This is digressing fast.
0: Uh, Scott, I'm gonna have you read the entire thing out.
1: So I have here we'll be taking the long weekend. So next week's show will be published on Wednesday morning instead of Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That doesn't make any sense. Anyways,
0: I'm going to a wedding in Knoxville. uh, A wedding
1: in Knoxville? That sounds kind of fun. Uh,
0: Yeah, it's my nephew's wedding. It should be fun. And I'm
1: glad it's in person. Yeah. Congratulations. What's your nephew's name? Shout him out. Give him a shout out. Will
0: Swisher. And he's wearing, he's marrying Lee. And they're wonderful. And I'm very excited. Will
1: and Lee Swisher. Congratulations.
0: Yeah. He's going to Harvard Law School next year.
1: Well, I'm sorry. He's getting married and going to Harvard. Yeah. So things aren't working out for this kid. (laughs) I hate Will. I hope things turn up for you. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, don't gonna, worry, boss. Hang driving, in there.
0: We're getting, we're getting in the, in the car and driving my mom, the whole gang to Knoxville. It's going to be great. So
1: I, I'm going to go out on a limb here, but any kid going to Harvard who's getting married in Knoxville, that'll literally be one of the last things he ever does in Knoxville. Goodbye, Knoxville. This might as well be a goodbye, Knoxville party.
0: (laughs) It's where his lovely bride is from. Anyway, uh, Mm. in any case, we'll be gone. But please send us your listener mail questions. We love them. Go to nymag.com slash pivot to get a chance to be on the podcast. Scott, read us out.
1: Today's show was produced by Rebecca Sinanis. Ernie Entretot engineered this episode. Thanks also to Drew Burrows. Make sure you have subscribed to the show on Apple Podcasts, or if you're an Android user, check us out on Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. If you like the show, please recommend it to a friend. Thanks for listening to Pivot from Box Media. We'll be back next week for another breakdown of all things tech and business. Nana, tell us more stories about you on the set. (laughs) I'm
0: going to Dollywood. I'm going to Dollywood. It's near Knoxville. I'll tell you those stories when I get back.
1: Take pictures. Take pictures, Kara. Enjoy the wedding. Congratulations, Will, and what's his bride's name? Lee. Congratulations, Will and Lee.
2: The Current Podcast is back with an exciting new season featuring marketing executives from the world's most influential brands. Tune in to hear what's driving conversation in the fast-moving world of digital advertising with unique insights from brands as diverse as Hilton, Instacart, Moderna, Major League Soccer, and more. And in this presidential election season, The Current explores what a national political advertiser, like the National Republican Senatorial Committee, and a major CPG brand like Hershey can learn from each other. Listen in and subscribe to The Current at thecurrent.com or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder—